0: Amen, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood. I'm your host of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Shalom. Shalom, a little Hebrew greeting coming at you. Getting uh, prepared for my classes. There we go. On the backside of uh, of Passover and Easter, a little shalom greeting for you. Uh, you're about to take Hebrew. Uh, I got to finish
1: up Greek first. Uh, so once I take that second Greek, then Hebrew it is. And- yeah.
0: It's harder, right? Oh yeah. Ah man, I yeah. thought it just got easier. For no, no, degree. no. Okay. Unless you're artistically minded, I'm not. Okay, so Hebrew is going to wreck you. Oh. It just is. <laughs> Thank you for it, the confidence. I mean, I'm, I appreciate just, I'm speaking. It. That's from why experience. I love you, man. You you always just know how to just up my spirits. So. I'm going to shoot you straight. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you straight. Hebrew is no joke. All right. Um, I mean, it starts by reading backwards, and then they pull out all of the vowels and they replace them with dots and dashes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just great. Yeah. Um, so good luck Thank and you. Uh, enjoy Greek while you're in it because Greek is the left-brained uh, side of things. It's the logical. It, it makes sense. It's, right. It's it does. Left to right. It's it's it just it's easier. But Hebrew, yeah, buckle up. All right. Hey, so uh, I was uh, actually just at, at Target this morning. Don't worry, I had my face mask on good. and uh, I was social distancing as best as I could. But I, I went there to pick something up and I was talking to one of the employees there. And uh, he apologized for that plastic screen, you know, that they've got up now in front of the cash register. They're all massive, right? And I said, no big deal, man. It's it's kind of the sign of the times right now and what's going on. But hopefully, it won't be for much longer. That was my comment to him. He was like, yeah. He goes, I don't know, man. With everything, every time I think I see light, then it comes like crashing down on on me. And the reality is, they're talking about a second wave and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I kind of tried to encourage him in this conversation, but I, I left thinking about. Uh, how, how desperately we all want hope in the yeah. midst of this. And we're constantly checking the news. We're checking Twitter. We're watching press conferences. We're waiting for that, that foot to drop, that, that the good news to come out that says, it's done. Yeah. We found the vaccine. You can go back to you know, bumping into people again and not looking funny at your neighbor when they cough, and just <laughs> life can return to normal. And yeah. people are, are looking for that. They're right. excited about that. Or this, uh, even not even the end of COVID-19, maybe it's the ec- economic stimulus payment, yep. right? The Trump money. Uh, people are just dying for, for that, and they're, they're looking forward to that, and they're checking their bank accounts daily, and they're checking in the IRS, like, yeah. where's my payment? Is it here yet? What's going on with it? And it's it just, it, we're, we're obsessed with the hope of this ending. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. that, that got me thinking about what other things that we should be consumed with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were with our church family last night. Uh, don't worry, not illegally. Uh, but uh, <laughs> thanks if, for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were there, right? You guys? No, no, you no. weren't. Okay, no just, I, I didn't see you, but I just, I, I was, I was curious. <laughs> we had a uh, a dear family, a dear couple in our church who's been serving here for a long time. Uh, they were taking off. They were leaving because uh, they're moving up to to another state, and we wanted to just say goodbye to them and thank them. And so we all gathered together uh, in our cars with social distancing in place uh, over at the DMV because nobody else is at the DMV right now. Yeah, it's true. And we met there and then we drove by this couple's house and just said goodbye to them and let them know we loved them and we were praying for them. But there was something about even though we we couldn't really formally be together to be in that parking lot with, you know, 60, 70, 80 of our our people our church family that okay. just made me go man I can't wait for this day to come right yeah. you just like just seeing people and being in the same parking lot with people that you haven't spent time with significant time with in months and you're just standing there you're like I cannot wait for this day that we're all back together yeah. and that's something that we look forward to as well is is the church coming back together and that's a good thing for us to look forward to that we should look forward to uh, but there's uh, something even greater than that. Kellen, what what should this be driving us? What should all of this be reminding us of as Christians? Yeah, and great question, and it's just the return of Christ.
1: Um, you know, when we look forward to the return of Christ, that, that time is just going to be so joyful uh, that we'll be able to know at that point in time we're going to spend eternity together. There's no, hey, like the guy at Target said, there's no wave two of this evil coming back or anything like that. We just look forward for eternity. And that's just uh, such a blessing and something that we all should be praying for, which uh, you know, we'll talk about on this, this episode. But you know, a passage that comes to mind is 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18. And I, I won't read it all, but if you just jump down, I guess I'll read Two out of the three verses, but starting at verse seven. You can read it all. I can read it all. This is
0: a Christian podcast. I mean, people want the word of God. They, they so do. Re- they read do. the whole thing, right, 16 let's through just, 18.
1: Let's go for it. All right. Uh, verse 16 says For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So, uh, and if, if that entire passage is is just great and something that we should constantly be chewing on, but even at the end it says it says, "Therefore, encourage one another with these words," and that we will always be with the Lord. We will always be with Him. There, again, we won't have that wave too. And so we should have this more in our conversations, be talking about that day where we're always with the Lord. It, it makes me think about, you know, when most of us have vacation times, right? Probably a month up to that vacation, you got a big vacation, you're going away for a week with your family, you get the disconnect, uh, you talking about it and there's not no matter what's going on at work for those next two three four weeks you're focused on that vacation because that time is coming and you you know you pull up your your computer and you're looking at you know what the beach looks like there or, or what all the amenities that you're gonna experience and it doesn't really matter like you just you continue to withstand whatever's happening for those few weeks because you're going to get to that vacation point same thing with like kids in Disneyland. we tell my kids you know we're going to Disneyland. Two weeks in advance, sometimes if we can, and that's a mistake. It, it, it is because they remind you every hour for every those two weeks. Hour, yeah. But what it does do is, you know what. Everything that I say in regards to cleaning up their room and things around the house, they get done. They get done with some urgency because they they want to look forward to that time. They don't want to do something that's going to compromise compromise that time for them to go to Disneyland. So, uh, and we should be doing that as Christians because that is a huge hope that we have in this world that, that, right. that God has given us in the Word. So focusing
0: on that. Right, right. Yeah, and we should be talking about it. In uh, Matthew 24, 45 through 51, kind of what you were talking about there with your kids in Disneyland and, and doing the things they need to be doing, right? And and Jesus is driving on that at that with the return of Christ in Matthew 24. And he says this starting in 45. He says, "'Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes.'" And that's that idea that we've we've talked about already in in this whole lockdown uh, quarantine time. We've talked about it with some of our other responsibilities, including evangelism. Is that is men? We have a job to be doing right now, mm-hmm. as we're anticipating the, the return of Christ. That doesn't mean that we just sit here with our legs crossed, Indian style, with tinfoil on our heads, chanting some nonsense and, and looking to the heavens. No, we are we are supposed to be active about doing the things that God has called us to do while we wait the return of Christ. And the return of Christ motivates us to be even more diligent in doing the things that we need to do because we don't know when he's going to come back. And we want to be found as that diligent, useful servant during that time. Jesus said in Revelation 22, he said, look, I am coming soon. Revelation 22, 7, from the the words of, of Jesus himself, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book, who's, who's active while I'm, I'm gone. Uh, Revelation 22, 12 through 13, again, Jesus says, behold, I am coming soon. Uh, it's, it's repeated within the same chapter. And then a third time in Revelation 22, 20, surely I am coming soon, right? And then John says what all of us should say as he ends the book, amen, come Lord Jesus. And so all that to say, we should be, men, expecting the return of Christ, looking for the return of Christ more than looking for the end of the COVID-19 lockdown, yeah. more than looking for that stimulus payment to hit your bank account, more than looking for the next greatest Apple product to be released, more than looking forward to Disneyland, more than looking forward to your wedding day, more than looking forward to the birth of your children. Mm-hmm. You know, All of those things can be fine and good, but the return of Christ is better than those things, Much and better. we need to be
1: focused on that. Yeah, much better. And I would even go so far as to say is, you know, I think everybody right now is the, the first thing they do in the morning is probably wake up and look at the news, right? Midday, look at the news. They want right. to see what the update is for the governor. And uh, if if you're not in the word enough, that should be a trigger to you that we should go to God's word, go to prayer before we get to the news. Because right yeah, now, great point. that's been, you know, a, a, a staple in everybody's life right now, three, four or five times, even more. Sometimes I got to look at the news. We should be in the Word way more than that, right. because God's Word is true. And the news is, it's just somebody's opinion, right? right. And you got you, you cater towards what you want to hear. So this news station over here is saying this It's more promising, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And this other news station is like, hey, it's going to be another three or four months. And we spend our time trying to find what the perfect station is. But God's Word is true, and we got to spend more time in it. And this thinking about the return of Christ is, you know, there, there's an old sports saying: if um, you're you're always ready, you never have to get ready and the 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 point behind that is you know even as an athlete if you if you take that illustration is look it doesn't matter what what quarter the game is it doesn't matter you know what the score is or anything like that you're always ready to be checked in the game you're always ready to play and we need to be living like that as christians is we're always
0: ready when you're always ready you never have to get ready right Right, exactly. And, and that's, uh, that means that, that that should have an impact on our lives, is what Kellen talking about there, is that we should be—the uh, return of Christ is not just something that we look forward to. It's not just a doctrine that we agree with. It's not just something that gives us hope, but it should change our lives, and Peter drives at that. Uh, he says in 2 Peter 3, 11 through 18, as he's been talking about the return of Christ, he has been talking about the end times, he says this. He says, since, starting in verse 11, he says, since all these things are thus to be dissolved, he's looking at creation in the world around him. He's saying, look, this is going to be destroyed and dissolved under the judgment of God eventually. He says, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness waiting for and hastening even the coming day of God because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn but according to his promise we are waiting for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells therefore beloved since you are waiting for these be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace and count the patience of our lord of salvation just as our beloved brother paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him as he does in all his letters when he speaks in the, in them of these matters he says there are some things in them that are hard to understand which we are ignorant and unstable "...which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability." These are all instructions for us as we wait the return of Christ. Mm -hmm. Don't lose your stability. Practice holiness and godliness, verse 18, "...but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen." So Peter's saying, look, the return of Christ should impact our lives as Mm -hmm. Christians. And just 30,000 foot view, broad scope, he's talking about it should make us more godly and more holy. Kellen, why should the return of Christ make us as Christian men more godly and more holy in our lives? Because you look at it and it could come at
1: any moment, right? And then also what you had mentioned earlier is our job is to go out and make disciples. And so if, if we're not being godly, if we're not being holy, we, we can't make other disciples when we haven't focused and made sure that we're aligned with God's will and what He's calling us to do. And so that part is, is us being more holy is going to help prepare us for that day where we can return um, or where or we can be with the Lord um, and just
0: enjoy that time together. Right, exactly. In fact, John talks about shrinking in shame at the coming of Christ. Yeah. Um, for for some, and, and that will be the reality for some believers out there when Christ comes back, and, and you're found doing something that is uh, against His will, against the the law of God, and you're found in, in sin. And so, men, we should be motivated to say that, that I don't want that to be me. I want to be living a life of godliness and holiness, ready for Christ's return at any moment. So we've been talking about expecting it, hoping it that it should impact our lives. But let's get down to the nuts and bolts. So let's get down to what practical difference should this make in my life today? How can I, maybe this is not something I've thought a lot about. Maybe this is not something that has been on my radar, but I want it to be more on my radar. Uh, What are some things that we can do practically to grow in our anticipation of Christ's return? First thing is just be in the word. Like God's given us his word
1: that instructs us on everything we need to know about this life. Uh, and, and you had hit on it earlier, and I'll just tag on to it is Revelation, but I'll just go up to Revelation 21 as we start talking about the new heavens and the new earth. Revelation 21 said, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And so, it, it just right out of the gates, he's like, You want to know about heaven? Here it is. Here, right. Here's a glimpse of it. Uh, you don't have to play this guessing game. It doesn't give us everything that we need to know, but again, it gives us enough to know, hey, drop down to uh, verse verse 4 and that it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall they be, there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things that passed away. So just even thinking about a place where we don't have to feel pain uh, most of us, you know, wake up with some pain or ailment. None of that, like tears from our eyes, things that make us sad, uh, things that you know are stressful to us. We don't have to worry about that. There will come a day where that will be no more. And sometimes it's even hard to to think about that. But God's given it to us clearly in Revelation 21 that we. I mean, this should be something that's on the uh, on repeat for us to continue to read, so that we can look forward to that time. So I think it, it's it's put here clear from God, but one of the reasons we don't long for a return, because we don't know much about it. And so spending time in Scripture, specifically right.
0: looking forward to what heaven's going to be like, that's going to help us right. get prepared for it. Right. A, a couple of helps for that, man. There's, uh, there's two books I want to recommend to you. Uh, the first one is uh, by Randy Alcorn, and it's his book on heaven called Heaven. Um, and Alcorn will take the scriptures that speak of heaven, that speak of the new heavens and new earth, and he's going to uh, analyze them for for us and, and put them out there for us so that we can uh, be brought face-to-face with what the Bible has to say about this time. The second one uh, that I would recommend is actually by our senior pastor here at Compass Bible Church, and that's uh, a book called Ten Mistakes People Make About Heaven, Hell, and the Afterlife. So. Um, I would recommend both of those books to you. Both are helpful. Pastor Mike's book is, is great as it walks through some misconceptions about what eternity is going to be like, and uh, both from from uh, a biblical standpoint, Christians who have misconceptions and then you know other misconceptions, questions about things like purgatory uh, and, and things along those lines. How should we think about those? What does the Bible have to say about these things? So that's a great book as well, 10 Mistakes People Make About Heaven, Hell, and the Afterlife uh, by Pastor Mike Fabares. Uh, So yeah, read about it. That's a a great way to increase your anticipation for Christ's return. But the other one, and we've mentioned it already, and and Kellen mentioned it, is we need to be talking about it. This needs to be part of our conversation daily. We need to be talking about the fact that He is coming back, and uh, Hebrews... 10.25 10.25 says that we should be encouraging one another as we see the day drawing near. Uh, that day is the day that we're talking about. It's the, the return of Christ. It's the day of judgment. It's the day of the Lord. Uh, your eschatological systems out there may differ a little bit from, from ours, but we all know there is coming the final day, the day of judgment. And the writer of Hebrews says, look, we need to be encouraging each other as that day draws near. And so what does that encouragement look like if not talking about that day and readying ourselves for that day, right? Yeah, yeah. and you,
1: you look at Matthew 24, 6 through 14 gives us the sign of the end times. So God is making it clear it's going to get a lot harder. So for us to continue to, to stand firm through all of this, yeah, we have to have that encouragement. We just have to because right now if we think it's tough, it's only going to get tougher.
0: right. Right. And so, as you think about that, what does that encouragement entail? Um, talking about what heaven's going to be like during this time, right? You may have a, a, a brother who's just discouraged right now, mm-hmm. and so he's beaten down by being under, you know, quarantine or, you know, just the news cycle or the the sickness and disease that's out there, or a family member's been. Uh, brought down by this, and he's just struggling with the, the sorrow that's a, accompanied with that, you as, as a Christian man can come alongside him and encourage him that there's that day coming when all that stuff is going to be gone, right? Um, coming alongside somebody who's fearful or anxious, maybe that this is the end. Yeah. And as Christians, we shouldn't be fearful or anxious that this is the end because we know where we're going, right? We know what happens when Christ comes back. Mm-hmm. So encouraging one another that way. And, and if somebody's growing anxious saying, look, brother, i, I what do you? What are you anxious about? I right. mean, we need to to remind ourselves and anchor ourselves to what is is ultimately coming, which is eternity with Christ. We need to welcome uh, the return of Christ that way. Yeah, and, um, and one thing with that uh, is, even as, as
1: Christian brothers. We, we need each other. We need to be able to share what we're thinking, share what our struggles are. Because uh, I think oftentimes during this, t- uh, during especially a pandemic like this, the tendency, we're already as men sort of like guarded. And then as Christian men, it's like, well, I can't, I can't show that you know I'm, I'm struggling at home. Right. And you, you need to have that outlet. Do you go out there and just broadcast it to the world? No, but you, you go have a, a brother in Christ that you can lean on and share with so that they can continue to encourage you. You can encourage them. And uh, the last thing
0: is just being being prayer about it is right. going to be so important for us here. Right, exactly. If you're praying for something, it's going to be hard not to be uh, living in light of that thing that you're praying for, right? right. Um, for instance, if, if you're out there and you're a single guy and you've been praying for a wife, my guess is your eyes are open and you're out there looking for a godly woman who for could be sure. a wife, right? Yeah. You're not just going to pray for it and then just go home and stay. Well, you're staying home right now, but, <laughs> um, but you're going to be active, right? Yeah. If I'm praying for the return of Christ... Then that's going to create in me a, a, a motivation to live ready for the return of Christ. Yep. So praying for His return, praying for Him to come back, like John does at the end of the Book of Revelation. That that conclusion there in in Revelation twenty two twenty, when he says, "Amen, come, Lord Jesus," is is perfect. I mean, it's it's a, it's a prayer. It's Him pleading for Christ to return. It's the old greeting, the the Aramaic word "Maranatha," that mm-hmm. Christians would throw out to one another. That still happens sometimes which means come Lord Jesus, right? That, that's, that's our mindset. That's what we need to have. And if we're praying about it, then if we're going to have a hard time not then living a life that's ready for his return. So, uh, man, you want to grow in your anticipation of the return of Christ? You want to start living in light of the anticipation of the return of Christ? Pray every single day, Jesus, come back soon. Come back soon. Come back soon. Pray throughout the day, Jesus, come back soon. And if you're able to pray that, then, man, that's going to have a sanctifying impact on your life. Because as you're praying that, you're not going to be able to pray it and mean it unless you're living a life ready for him to come back, right? Yeah. So... Well, man, we pray that this has been helpful for you. Um, we don't know when the lockdown's going to end. I mean, the beaches out here in California just got shut down again, again. Uh, this morning. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, you know, w- we don't know when this is going to end. We don't know if there's going to be a second wave or a third wave. You know, I, I, we're, we're with you. We're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. We want to be back together. We want this yeah. to end. We want our church to be back together. We want to be back with our, our, uh, our friends and our church family. But man, our our greater hope and our greater anticipation through all this is for Christ to come back. And so we're praying for that. We're praying that he will come back. And I'm praying and trusting that all of you will be ready for that when he does return. And so uh, Kellen and I will be praying for you all this week as you uh, seek to apply these things to your life and live as quality man of God.